Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. We're so thankful to have this opportunity to be with you and dig a little bit deeper each day as we open up God's Word and study a little bit further and learn a little bit more. But also, grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We encourage you always to, sh- to tell everybody you can about the program, Search the Scriptures. Encourage them to tune in and listen. Now, we know that even though we have daily listeners, and we're so thankful for all of our listeners, however often you can tune in and be with us, but we know that we have people who would like to listen, but their work schedules or appointments or busy work at home or whatever does not allow them always to be able to tune in at the prescribed times. So you have an alternative. You can go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. Now it's free. It always will be free. We just want to help as many people as we can get to heaven. When you sign up, you will automatically receive to your smartphone or computer or whatever smart device you choose, you'll receive Search the Scriptures, this radio program, five days a week, automatically, and so you can tune in and listen at your convenience. But you'll also receive a lot more Bible teaching. You'll receive a Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, and all of our sermons, and a daily, seven-day-a-week, short Bible study that we call today's Bible class. It's only about 13 minutes long each day, and it will be there every day, so you can listen you can fit 13 minutes into your busy schedule just about any time, any day, I mean any day. And so all of that will automatically go to your smart device. Tell everybody you can about that as well. Now, if you are in the Omaha area, we really encourage you to come and worship God with us, study his word with us, and grow spiritually with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, 3606 North 108th Street. Bible classes begin on Sunday mornings at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30. Sunday evenings, 6 o'clock, we come back together for another period of worship and Bible study. And then on Wednesday evenings, middle of the week, good time to set aside our busy schedules, get our spiritual batteries recharged. We come back together to study God's Word for midweek Bible classes each Wednesday evening at 6.30. Now, you're welcome to any and all of our services. We do hope you will come and check us out, get to know us, let us get to know you. Many of our radio program listeners have done that over the years and continue to do so, and a great many have stayed with us. We hope to meet you soon. We're going to get back into our study, and this is really a third part or a third section of a series we've been doing, well, about the devil. We, we begin by, began by talking about uh, don't let the devil win in your life. Don't let him beat you. And there's no need for you to feel like you cannot defeat him because with God's help, you can. God promises you that. And this particular third feature in this series makes that positive statement. You can beat the devil. You can beat the devil. Now, first thing in beating the devil is to recognize that he is your worst, most deadly, meanest, and determined, most determined enemy. 
there's nothing neat or cute or cuddly or nice about the devil. He is the personification of everything that is evil and wicked. You can add other words. He is the author of sin. We certainly face a lot of challenging and trying and difficult times in life. Some things just happen through on a natural basis because we're living in physical bodies in a physical world. And so we experience sickness and injuries with all of the accompanying pain and suffering that goes therewith. We experience strained relationships, maybe within the home, between husband and wife, or between fathers and children, or parents and children, or maybe between siblings, or maybe they're relationships between friends, or maybe work associates. Divorce is destroying the nuclear family in our country and in our culture. But there are also financial hardships that come along. And a lot of times, unexpectedly, through unemployment. How many people have gotten their pink slip, so to speak? They've gotten the notice that, for whatever reason, the company has to let them go. Maybe the company's downsizing. Maybe it's been uh, bought out or merged into by a bigger company, and they're eliminating some of the positions. Or maybe the company's going bankrupt themselves. Or maybe they're moving to another part of the country, and uh, you're just not going to be able to go with them. And so you lose your job. Or maybe some unexpected bills come along, unexpected expenses of one kind or another. But then there's also serious illness that is all of a sudden experienced, diagnosed upon you or a family member or someone close to you, maybe even the death of a family member or a loved one. And all of those natural situations in our physical lives can challenge your faith, can challenge your dedication to God just in and of themselves. But the devil, he knows how to use those natural situations to further attack your faith in God and your trust in God. And so he will skillfully use those difficult situations to try to lead you away from God and into sin, to doubt God, even ultimately to come to disbelieve in God. But you don't have to give in to the devil's temptations. He's going to work on you. And even if things are going hunky-dory for you right now and have been for a while, the devil's still going to work on you, and he knows how to do that. You're going to have weaknesses in your life from a spiritual perspective. We all do. And the devil knows what those are, and he knows how to keep hammering at you through those weaknesses, trying to to use those weaknesses to sin of some kind or another to lead you to give in and to sin, to come into a lifestyle of sin. But you don't have to give in to those temptations. You can beat the devil. Let me assure you of that. By yourself, on your own, through your own power? No. But as you walk with God in faithful, consistent obedience and dedication, you can beat the devil. 
and God's power will enable you to do that. We talked about 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 last time. And here, the Apostle Paul wrote, and here's, some, here's tremendous assurance within this one verse of Scripture. He says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. So you can have confidence that the devil's not going to throw some brand new, never heard of before temptation at you that you have become absolutely unprepared to deal with. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Whatever the devil's going to throw at you by way of temptation, others have already experienced that same temptation. But God is faithful, Paul goes on to say. What a great statement. What a great encouragement. In fact, that one statement, after he has said, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, then he says, God is faithful. In other words, you can have confidence in God being on your side as long as you are on God's side. As long as you're walking with him in faithful obedience, God will always be there with you. I've tried to say as long as you're holding on to God's hand, he'll never let go of yours. God is faithful, Paul says, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. Now think about that. He's not going to let the devil throw something at you that you cannot say no to. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God will always make the way for you to say no, to be able to say no to whatever temptation the devil throws at you. But now you need to be walking with God to have that assurance in faithful obedience on a consistent basis. As we've emphasized, the devil is real, he is mean, he is deadly, and he is determined, and he's out for you. He's out for your soul's destruction. Peter described him, and it's an illustrative kind of description so that we can relate to just how dangerous the devil is. He says, be vigilant, be alert, be on guard. Because your adversary, your enemy, the devil, is walking about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for prey, and you and I are the prey he's looking for. But Peter goes on and says, resist him steadfast in the faith. And so when you think about what Peter says there, and you couple it with what we've just read from the Apostle Paul, that God's not going to allow you to be tempted by the devil through some temptation that you're going to never be able to say no to, but God is going to always be there and enable you to be able to overcome that temptation, to be able to deal with it in a forthright way and say no to it. God's always going to make that way for you. And so, we can be on guard. We can be alert. We can be vigilant. We need to recognize the devil is our enemy every second of every day. Now, think about this. He's always on the prowl. He's always looking for ways to pull us away from God and into the condemnation of sin. 
Remember, the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23. That's one end of the spectrum. The other end is the rest of that verse, Romans 6 and verse 23. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, as we've said, it's either or. You cannot walk with the devil in sinfulness and walk with God in faithfulness at the same time. It's one or the other. You have to make up your mind. If you'll make up your mind, God will enable you, empower you to be able to defeat the devil. You can beat the devil. Think about what Jesus told Peter. What Jesus told Peter coming toward the time when Jesus would be betrayed and be put on the cross. He told Peter in Luke chapter 22 and verse 31, Simon, Simon, Peter's name was Simon Peter, Simon, Simon. Now listen to this. Indeed, Satan has asked for you. Satan has asked for you. Now that ought to send chills up and down our spine. But then Jesus goes on and tells Peter. Now remember, Peter was a divinely appointed apostle of Jesus Christ. Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. You talk about a chilling image. We might put it a different way. We might say, the devil has asked for you that he might work you over. And he was about to work Peter over. He was about to sift him as wheat. In verse 33, Peter responded, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Jesus responded, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day. In other words, before morning, before the rooster crows in the morning, the rooster will not crow before you will deny three times that you know me. In Peter's mind, that was an impossibility. That was utterly absurd. Peter's thought was, I'll never deny you. He's just said, I'm ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. I'm ready to die with you and for you. Jesus said, Satan's going to work you over. He's going to sift you like wheat. And before morning, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter did exactly that. He denied his Lord three times before the rooster crowed in the morning. Now, he recognized his sin. He repented. And he was a mighty gospel preacher. He was an inspired writer, guided by God to write God's very word. First and second Peter are those New Testament books. But he succumbed to the temptation of the devil. The devil used fear for his physical well-being, for his life. And Peter succumbed. He gave in. He denied his Lord three times in one night. How that must have brought tears to his eyes. In fact, 
when the rooster crowed, he remembered what Jesus had told him he would do. He realized he had done exactly that. He had not wanted to do that, but he gave in to the temptation. He felt his life or his physical being was in jeopardy, and so he denied his Lord three times in succession. And then he wept bitterly. Oh, yes, the tears of repentance, the tears of sorrow. And Peter, I think we can have confidence, never denied his Lord again. In fact, he preached in the name of his Lord for the rest of his life. He was a mighty servant of the Lord. But even he gave in. But it wasn't that he could not overcome the temptation. It was simply that he did not overcome the temptation. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. We read this. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now walks, who now works in the sons of disobedience. Paul was writing this to Christians. And he reminded them that they had been dead in their sins. Because again, the wages of sin is death. Sin separates us from God, Isaiah 59 and verse 2. But Paul said, but Christ made you alive. He died on that cross for you to pay the price for the guilt of your sins. You came to believe in him and you came to God through him. You repented of your sins, Luke 13 and verse 3, as Jesus said you must do. You confessed him as God's son and your Lord and Savior. As Jesus said, you must do, Matthew 10, 32 and 33. And you surrendered him. You surrendered to him in baptism, buried, immersed in those waters of baptism so that the blood that he shed on the cross could cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. As Jesus said, you must do. In Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. And so you were reborn spiritually. As Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, verses 3 through 5, you must be. It must happen. Paul said, you were dead in your sins, but Jesus made you alive. You were reborn spiritually. You once walked in sinfulness, according to the prince of the power of the air, according to the course of this world, according to the devil's leadings and temptations. He's the spirit who works in the sons of disobedience. But you turned away from that. You repented of that. You were forgiven through baptism into Christ. He made you alive. He gave you a new life in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul wrote, Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God, lowercase g, of this age, he's talking about the devil, has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light 
of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. God sent Jesus into this world to bring the gospel message of salvation. And that's the exact message of salvation that Jesus preached. And as he ascended back to heaven after his resurrection from the tomb, he sent the apostles to keep preaching that message of salvation. The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. The gospel of Christ. And through that message, that message, in fact, bears the power of God to salvation to everyone who will believe and obey. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. God loves you that much. Jesus is that Savior, that complete Savior, and through him you're offered forgiveness, salvation, rebirth. Again, the devil's out there, though, and he tries to blind people to the truth of God's word. If he can get people to not even read the Bible, then he's really got them. But even if they read the Bible, if he can twist in their minds what the words say, what the teachings really mean, then he can still get them. But if you will simply read, study, and properly apply the teachings of Scripture, then you will be saved in Christ you will repent of your sins. You will be baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins. Acts 2 and verse 38. Could you think of a man from a human perspective who was more against Christ and against Christianity than Saul of Tarsus, who later became the apostle Paul, a devoted preacher, of the gospel of Christ, but he had been an enemy of the church, an enemy of Christ. But even he came to his senses and came to believe that Jesus is the Savior. And so a Christian brother named Ananias asked him, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. You can be made new spiritually. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, as you're baptized into Christ. And in that way, you will beat the devil. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for loving us so much that you sacrificed your son on the cross for us. But we thank you, Father for using that sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins, and that through him we can be forgiven, we can be redeemed, we can be saved, we can live with you forever in heaven. Praise be to you, Father. Praise be to you. Please forgive us. Help us to beat the devil every day. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen.